Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to give you my recap on UFC Fight Night Font vs. Garbrandt or UFC Fight Night 188. And uh, let's get to it. Uh, let's start with the main event, and that was Rob Font who defeated Cody Garbrandt by unanimous decision. Uh, kind of weird scorecard. Uh, two of the judges gave it 50 to 45s, and then one of them gave it 48 to 47. Honestly, personally, I thought um, it was a 49 to 46, you know, so like when I saw the 48 to 47, uh, you could probably maybe give Cody the first two rounds, but I kind of saw more, I'd give Cody the first round and then the second round, Rob Font, but the second round was pretty close and it was in the favor of Cody Garbrandt at first, and then Rob Font started to take over with his striking, but um, 50 to 45, that's not, I don't think that's uh, fair, but there's also an argument to that as well, so maybe I have to watch it again, who knows, um, but yeah, Rob Font, man, his uh, striking in this fight was phenomenal, he was utilizing the jab very well, kept pressing forward, Cody Garbrandt had to press step back for most of the fight and basically defend um and rob font in general not only was he utilizing that jab but he was fainting very well he was moving very well and he would set up uh the right hand after throwing the jab too which was nice or the head kick there was like a nice head kick at one point in this fight but um round one it was pretty competitive uh, aside from the part, um, I think Cody wanted because he was wrestling more. You know, that was something we don't really see from Cody Garbrandt. He's more of a striker, but uh, he has the wrestling skills and he showed that early on. He was securing takedowns, not really doing much on top, but still securing takedowns. And he, he was even doing that early in round two. But he couldn't keep up with that pace, you know, like it, it really takes a lot of energy to wrestle your opponent for five rounds. And by the end of round two, he was unable to secure any more takedowns. And he just looked really tired in this fight. Um, his cardio wasn't like it once was, for example, in the Dominic Cruz fight where he was going five rounds and just moving so easily. And it looked like he could go an extra five rounds after that fight. Um, yeah, Rob Font in general, though, he was the star for sure. He was controlling the action on the feet for the most part. Beautiful performance with his striking. Round five, Cody Garbrandt, he stepped it up a little bit early in that round because he knew that he's down on the scorecards and he has to get a finish in order to win that fight. Um, landed some nice right hands. I'll give him that, and it looked like the fight was becoming competitive once again in that final round, but as we got near to the end of the fight, Rob Font just continued battering him with that one-two combo, especially that jab. The jab was just so beautiful, probably one of the best jabs aside from Kamaru Usman's jab in the UFC right now, and just beautiful performance by Rob Font. And I, I really want to credit Rob Fawn because, to be honest, I'll even say it myself. I thought he was just going to be a guy that would that would be in the bantamweight division. Maybe he'll be a, a top fighter. And I'm going to be for real. I, I didn't even think he'd be a top uh, fighter in the bantamweight division because there's so many good fighters in that division. I thought he would just be maybe like a Rafael Sansal type of fighter. Really good, but no one who's ever really going to challenge for the title or be in that conversation 
but this four fight win streak, it, Sergio Pettis, which is that's an, an extra nice win now because Sergio Pettis is the champion at Bell, in Bellator right now. Ricky Simone, Marlon Moraes, that knockout was beautiful. And then this performance against the former champion in Cody Garbrandt, he is on a roll right now. And he's definitely in conversation for a title now. And I'm impressed. I'm happy when fighters can prove me wrong. And Rob Font definitely did that. I remember that fight he had against Thomas Almeida uh, in Boston. And it was such a good performance in front of his home crowd. And to be honest, I thought that was going to be like the pinnacle of his career, like a good moment for a solid fighter in the UFC. He's not going to get his flowers as a champion but at least he had this and now that's just an afterthought of good moments in his career because now there's just so many possibilities for him in terms of capturing gold you know I don't think he's next for a shot at the title I still think it's Corey San the winner between Corey Sanhagen and TJ Dillashaw but I would say whoever loses that fight Rob Font should fight that fighter that's my pick for his next fight in my opinion as for Cody Garbrandt you know I feel really bad for him that's the biggest thing I could say you know like um after that Dominic Cruz fight he suffers those two back to back to back uh, knockouts from TJ Dillashaw who allegedly may have been taking EPO at that time I know he got busted for EPO against Henry Cejudo but who knows how long he was doing that for so he suffers those defeats then he comes back fights Pedro Munoz emotional once again gets knocked out in the first round comes back with a nice knockout against Rafael Asuncao you you can't take that away from him but then he's out for an, basically an entire year because of COVID blood clots, pneumonia. It was just horrible for him. And I feel like that little span of um, of taking time off and being on the sidelines really affected him, especially with his cardio, man, because this is someone that was known for that. You know, he was known for his cardio and being able to move very well, his speed. I didn't see that too much in Rob in the fight against Rob Font. We had some glimpses of that with his like head movement, trying to dodge punches. But for the most part, he was getting tagged. He looked tired, and I feel bad for him. You know, the luck really hasn't been in his favor as of recent. And this is a guy that, after he defeated Dominic Cruz, and what, in my opinion, was one of the best performances in MMA history after he won that fight there was so much hype around him and you would think that there's gonna be so much in store for him in the future you know he was young at the time when he won that championship but now it's 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 sad to see his trajectory now you know it kind of seems like he's on the decline um we can't I can't really say that in confidence yet because he's only 29 years old who knows what's going to happen maybe he recovers from this little stretch gets 100 healthy again cardio backup movement speed that's like one of his biggest things his biggest weapons that helped him become a ufc champion so maybe that comes back but as for now i just i think he's on a decline that's that's just how i see it i think a good perform uh good opponent for him next there's a lot of opponents that he could fight and still 
headline the UFC fight night card because he's a former champion. We have Jose Aldo. That would be a fun fight. Marlon Marais, Frankie Edgar. You could even run back fights with Pedro Munoz and Dominic Cruz, you know? Why not? That would be good. Marab Devashvili. That would be a fun fight, too. I liked uh, Marab's last fight against Cody Stamen. Um, there's a lot of fights for him, you know, but it's uh, definitely not someone in the top in the top three at this point or just title conversations in general. We can't really put Cody there um, right now. I, w I just want to see him get like a top 10, top 15 opponent, get a win back and just uh, give him his uh, moment momentum back if that makes any sense. But yeah, I feel bad for Cody Garbrandt, but very impressed with Rob Font as he proved me wrong with his career trajectory. Let's go to the co-main event. Carla Esparza defeated Yan Xiaonan by TKO punches in the second round. And dominant performance by Carla Esparza. 10-8 round from the start. Secures the takedown, just battering uh, Yan on the ground. And then opens up a cut in the final seconds of that round, goes into the into round two, and then she does the same thing. Eventually, traps her arms and just throwing elbows until uh, referee Keith Peterson steps in TKO in the second round. This is the type of performance that earns her a title shot, basically, and I think that's the perfect. Uh, fight for Rose Namajunas right now, the current strawweight champion, because they fought before for the inaugural belt. And of course, Carla Esparza won that. And this was a Rose Namajunas who was only, I think, two and one when she fought for that belt or just three and one, something like that. It's very green when she fought for the UFC strawweight belt. But now, of course, we know she's a two-time champion at this point current champion right now and i would love to see that fight especially with how good carla esparza has been looking as of recent and yeah you know like that would be a beautiful story to see rose namayunas fight the person that defeated her from the start and even from the angle of carla esparza you know like this is a woman who won the belt loses it to joanna yanjacek right after and then you would think that you know, she's not going to win it back. She's not going to get back to the top because a, a huge thing about Carla Esparza is she's not the biggest f uh, straw weight. She should be like an atom weight, basically. But um, atom weight, atom weight, atom weight, <laughs> atom weight, right? Um, but yeah, you know, like nothing was really going in her favor in terms of getting back to that title or even winning that title in general. But She's on a five-fight win streak now. Big names, Marina Rodriguez, Michelle Watterson, Alexa Grasso. And that would be cool too, you know? Imagine if she wins the belt after all these years since she lost it back in... When did she win that belt? She won it back in 2014 and she comes back in 2021 and wins that. Like both ways, beautiful storyline. Good fight for Rose Namajunas. Good fight for Carla Esparza. So I would love to see that fight next for sure. As for Yan Xiaonan, I think, uh, first of all, she needs to improve her wrestling. That's a big thing. If she goes up against any good grapplers or high-level grapplers, she's going to have a hard time. You know, she had a, a very difficult, difficult time against Carla in this fight. But I think a really good fight for her after this defeat would be 
against uh, fellow Chinese fighter Wei Li Zhang. That would be a beautiful fight. I would love to see that fight between both women. Imagine if they put that in China too. They could easily do a fight night with them headlining it, you know? Um, the crowd would go crazy for that. So that would be my pick for the next fight for Yan Xiaonan. Let's talk about Jack Hermanson, who defeated Edmund Shabazian by unanimous decision. Edmund looked good in the first round with his striking, but then as the fight went on, rounds two and three was definitely Jack Hermanson um, with his wrestling, top control, ground and pound. Overall, very good performance by Jack Hermanson. I do feel bad for Edmund Shabazian because he was this guy who had so much uh, hype behind him initially when he entered the UFC, goes on a one, two, three, four, four fight win streak against some pretty good names. Uh, I would say Brad Tavares was the big name is what I'm talking about, but still four fights in a row. And he also defeated Darren Stewart, who I, I like Darren Stewart as well. Um, but yeah, he's now on a two fight losing streak. Of course, it's against some uh some of the best fighters in middleweight right now and that's between Derek Brunson and Jack Hermanson which just happened and it, it does suck to see this but the positive the upside about this is that um Edmund is only 23 years old you know he's so young right now and I think these are growing growing pains in his MMA career right now we're gonna look back at these defeats and say yeah, he's not the same fighter anymore. I truly believe that because he's looked so good as of right now at the age of 23. I can't wait to see when he's 25 or even 27, 29, you know, like he he hasn't even made a dent in his 20s yet. And that always excites me with these prospects who who become prospects early on in their career, even with uh, Macy Barber, you know, she's still so young as well. And people are like, oh, she fell off, she fell off. These these fighters are young, like, you guys don't understand. So I can't wait to see Jack, not Jack Hermanson, Edmund Shabazian's uh, trajectory after these two defeats. I do think he, he will come back. Like I said, he looked good early on. He does have to work on his um, conditioning, I feel, you know, these past two defeats, he, that really, uh, hindered him in those fight in these fights and yeah I think he needs to work on that but his striking his striking is great also his wrestling he needs to work on that as well but as for Jack Hermanson very good win I'm just thinking about fights for both guys after this it's um it's kind of difficult to say with um with Jack Hermanson I think a good fight for him would be I was gonna say Kelvin Gastelum but he defeated him already um yeah it's really it's really really tight in this division right now it's hard it's hard to say who jack hermanson should fight next honestly i would have loved to see uh, jack hermanson versus uriah hall but because uriah hall's fighting sean strickland like that's not gonna happen anymore um yeah you know what actually i think a good fight for jack hermanson would be Luke Rockhold. You know, Luke Rockhold is looking for a fight right now. I think Luke Rockhold versus Jack Hermanson is the fight to make at middleweight. Um, good fight for both men. I think that's good. As for Edmund Shabazian, I would probably say, I was going to say Chris Weidman, but Chris Weidman just injured himself. Um, Kevin Holland. 
You know, I think Kevin Holland versus Edmund Shabazian would be a fun fight, you know? Um, yeah, make that fight. Ed, Edmund Shabazian versus Kevin Holland. I like that fight. Um, what else can I talk about on this card? There's not really much to talk about. It wasn't the greatest card, <laughs> I'll be honest, you know? Um, there were some moments where I, I was just kind of just kind of bored, you know? But uh, I didn't see all of the prelims. Uh so I can't really comment on that. But as for the card itself, I would probably give it like a uh, 4 out of 10. Yeah. I'll give it a 4 out of 10. 4 out of 10 for this card. Yeah. Maybe 5. Like 5. But 4 out of 10 is like, I feel confident about a 4 out of 10. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, what were your favorite moments? And I hope you have a good rest of your week. Bye-bye.